your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's going on? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast, episode number 51. This one brought to you by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Alongside Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. Level, big sigh of relief. The Red Raiders get a victory, get a victory on the home field. Uh, Texas Tech takes out the Houston Cougars on Saturday. And uh, it doesn't, you know, cure all the the ails from uh, some earlier losses in the season. But, man, it, it just feels good to to get back on track. Yeah, man, winning is better than losing, <laughs> always. <laughs> so absolutely, yeah. And you're, <clears throat> I think it's what people are starting to see is is uh, doesn't make anybody feel any better. But um, I think the teams you've you've lost to are combined. Is it like twelve and one? Uh, two, I believe. Uh, no, I don't. Nope. Not not not. Nope, uh, right. Not yeah. Wait, Wyoming, Wyoming four and one. Uh, they're only lost to Texas. Yeah, West Virginia's got another loss too, though. Right. They lost to Penn State. That's it. Right. So yeah. There's oh two. well, I guess I guess coming into combined. Yes, oh, the okay. Yeah, coming okay. into the weekend. Yes. My bad. My bad. Yes, yes, yes sir. Yes, sorry. So see, we're well, anyway. Uh, hey, we West Virginia beats uh, TCU, and um, Oregon has rolled everybody, and you had them on the ropes. But yeah, but everybody just wanted a result, and um, <clears throat> and you finally got one, and it's. It's just funny how uh, you all of a sudden decide to play kind of complimentary football. Like, it seemed like everything, except for defense in the first half. Sure, sure. uh, Yeah, except for defense in the first half, which I think you just kind of, you know, just it just wasn't – Houston really had their way uh, and very efficient and converted their downs and drove the field like 75-yard drive after 75-yard drive after 75-yard drive. Got that cleaned up, though, but – Offense played well. Special teams certainly played well, and the defense played really well in the second half. And then uh, you win, you cover, um, you you send everybody home happy. Check, check, check. Yeah, and, and you mentioned special teams there. That that sure helps when you throw that third element of football in, and uh, and they are a huge plus for you because that that keeps the game close when your defense wasn't. Um, playing great complimentary football or playing great football in general on uh, in the first half. So it, you, we, we hear Coach McGuire talk about that plan to win every week. Uh, I think you check almost every single box in that. Um, it, it was just we've been hearing Coach McGuire say the words bad football way too much this year. And uh, I don't I don't think you got that on Saturday. Finally, uh, a good overall football game. Uh, it wasn't perfect, but man, that was the uh, uh, one of the best games you've seen from Texas Tech this year, and it results in a in a semi blowout win against a team that you're supposed to be a double digit favorite over. So it's a uh, this is the team, the version of the team we expected to see from from day one, and if you can, here's the, here's a Matt Wells phrase: stack some wins, <laughs> then it will. Uh, it, it'll feel a lot better and, and you got to well, figure yeah. out a way to win on the road. 
that's a that's a coaches say that all the time about stacking days, making deposits, you know, stacking wins, you know, getting on a roll, creating momentum, all that good stuff. Yeah, I think what you're seeing is, and I've uh, I've speak about this issue with this team well into the, the, this past summer, in that wasn't sure who your who your guy was, uh, if you had a guy uh, who could you who could carry you a little bit when the going got tough. You, you don't have an answer to that. You still don't have an answer that for that. And so what this team now, I think five games in, it's plenty of body of work to to see. It doesn't mean they're a finished product by any means. It doesn't mean they won't, that one won't emerge. But to this point, I think it is what it is. You are a collection of parts. And I think that yesterday yep. against Houston, the collection of parts, uh, because Cameron Valdez signing, or citing, excuse me, not signing, citing. <laughs> uh, Loic Fungi, where where you been, young fella? Citing nice. there. Um, I, I think those those two were, were you know were very specific with those two guys just kind of being Dre McCray. Where you been? Well, yeah. guess what? Uh, and, and so that's kind of it was just a little bit from a lot. How about that? Yeah. Um, and I think that's the best way to describe kind of who you are. Miles got involved. I thought Xavier White had the the best yards after catch type stuff. Um, and compliment complimentary football is something we talk about because it's when the offense plays well to the defense, or the D, the defense is kind of gassed, and the offense goes on these these longer drives to give them a rest. And it it just like everything is kind of this yin and the yang, and it's meshed together, whatever. But I think that you you had playmakers. If, if you will, uh, to use that term, complimenting each other because it wasn't anybody major in anything. I mean, Jerron Bradley was hardly even out there yesterday. That any did nothing memorable. The tight end group, for the most part, did nothing memorable. Right. But nobody really focuses on that because so many other guys did a little bit, which equaled a lot, you know, and I think it was fun uh, to kind of watch. And I think that's going to have to be kind of the way this thing goes, man. Um, you're going to have different guys step up with with different big games or different moments. There's not a lot of quality drop off in some of your depth, which is a nice way of saying you don't have a uh, a superstar or a, an NFL bona fide dude out there, you know. But this yep. is what it'll look like if you're gonna if you're gonna put it together. And I think you got a little bit uh, from a lot of different folks. And anyway, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> fun. That's that's what uh, this season has been lacking as a whole. So fun on Saturday at Jones Stadium. Crowd was good as well. I was I was impressed with um, the crowd because you wonder after a one and three start, is it going to be yeah, a little uh, apathetic or what what it, what we see out of that crowd? But it was it was solid. And you go and beat a Houston team that tech has has dominated in uh, recent history. So. That was nice to see. Um, Baron Morton's play. Obviously, uh, struggles. Not the planned starter against West Virginia has to come in and, and relieve duty for an injured Tyler Shuck. Uh, this is his team moving forward. What was your assessment of what you saw out of Morton on Saturday? I think the word I would use with Baron was efficient. Um, yeah. I, I think, uh, he never put your team in harm's way with like trying to force it. I, I think the, the best way to it's efficient, which is another way of saying last week, Joey and Zach Kitley mentioned a lot. I think he was just trying to do too much mm -hmm. this week. 
wasn't trying to do too much. I think he let, you know, he, he was efficient. Um, I don't know any other way to say it. It wasn't, I mean, Donovan statistically had the much better game. And I don't want to sit and say that Baron like managed the game. I think people get triggered when you hear that. It's almost like a, a, a negative comment, but this is kind of what we saw. And the reason I think it was so important in this one is because he hadn't thrown a pass all week until like a real pass yeah. uh, outside until about 140 central time, uh, you know, and your game kicked off at 230. Yep. And so I think that with knowing that, I mean, imagine how puckered up you are if you're the play caller, if you're the the head coach, if you're the whatever, and you want to assume a lot of things, but you just don't really know because guess what? You haven't seen it for seven days and but I think that's they were able to take advantage and, and kind of major in the game a little bit just because Barron at some level was gonna play uh always that was always the plan but you know until he got out there and you know what kind of range of motion did he have and yeah you know what would he have the normal zip on it and all that stuff but I I think that uh, and then next thing you know, he can he can turn it loose a little bit. Next thing you know, he uh, he's out there throwing blocks near the goal line for <laughs> you know for his running backs and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but I just thought he was efficient. It, it was clean. Uh, he wasn't trying to do too much, and that's why I think he played so well. Um, and there's going to be other games. Make no mistake, there's going to be games where he's going to have to do a lot more, or they're yeah. going to you know major in him, or the run game won't be working, and he's going to have to go do his thing. But uh, yeah, I, I was very impressed yesterday for sure. It's something he can build on, absolutely. So is this a blueprint moving forward? Like you said, not every game is the same. There's differences from game to game, but your your basic blueprint, is this what we see moving forward offensively where you do lean pretty heavily on the running game? Taj Brooks, as called by his head coach, your best offensive player uh, gets, gets a big bulk, and then you see Baron Morton try to be just not not disrespectfully but a, a bus driver uh, a little more than a bus driver is it is that the blueprint yeah he, well he's not a bus driver yeah yeah i'm trying to get i know but i, I lack think of a better a, term this was a bit of a one-off just because of the but i mean they may have to repeat this until he can kind of get really right um yeah. and, and that may be sooner than later i just know that the the, the one one issue that kind of helps the shoulder is just rest yeah you know um i i just think that at some point you know maybe it's kansas state maybe it's baylor uh maybe it's the end of the year against texas you're not going to be able to even if you really want to right and and everybody's telling you to do it and you want to do it and your offensive line is yelling at you to do it and the running back is going i can handle it it won't work you know they're gonna go hey not today and you got to mm -hmm. be able to do different things um what are your answers then? Yeah, you, you, there'll be a, some semblance of of running game and all that throughout. I don't know if you have to quite major in it this much, uh, but I think that you, if it's working, you, you, you're going to go to it. And <clears throat> much of what I'm going to say here revolves around the, the following. You simply cannot keep putting Taj Brooks out there and yeah. letting him run it. 25 30 times a game and then asking him to pick up the blitz and and all these things it, it's otherwise you're the Taj Brooks that you'll see in late October or early November 
is going to get worn down. Like it, it, it just, it's not physically possible. Right. I, I think that everybody loves him. I think at some level he could probably handle it. I think you, he's got a future in this game. You don't want to use him up. You want to be careful with him. You want to keep him fresh. It's the same mentality that you had with Tony and Jalen last year when you fully admitted we 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 kind of screwed these guys because they almost couldn't come off the field and that's bad and that's kind of where you're at with Taj. So my point is, a lot of what you will will be dictated by how you much you major in this is going to be about you know Nehemiah Martinez and Cameron Valdez. Um, yeah. And I think you know Nehemiah, you know he's he's fumbling a little bit. Um, I think Cameron is really good at carrying the ball. I think all the other stuff that that you ask a running back to do he's not really great at yet and so you know can can, can we find a media happy medium there mm-hmm. where we can get some of these other guys uh involved because i could tell you you know the, and, and you could see it yesterday they just almost uh forced themselves to sit number 28 over there next to them for a bit yeah just you know it's had to uh, yeah it's, it's almost just like discipline uh mm-hmm. because you've just you gotta you gotta keep this kid healthy you gotta keep him fresh and yeah he's the best option but at some point you gotta give him a blow man and let another guy kind of develop a bit and and help him take the load off so anyway long answer but great question i totally get it but that's that's how i would answer that so um last one on baron specifically my bird's eye view is different from yours you're down there at field level but it seemed like, at least from where I was sitting, that there really wasn't any hindrance on throwing the football. He looked pretty close to a hundred percent. Was there any hiccups that you noticed? I, I you know, I mean, he, he he's dealing with some pain. You could tell, um, okay. but I, I don't think that you, you you could tell necessarily by any of the throws or anything like that. But I mean, I could just tell like the in between. Okay. You know, that it's just, it's a pain tolerance thing. You know, Pat played through this uh, similar issue in 2016, I guess it was. Um, and it just kind of hurts. Um, and I'm sure that after the game and early this week, I'm sure it really hurts. Uh, but it, 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 it should steadily, you know, get better um, as time goes. And, you know, I think they're, you know, maybe he doesn't, you know, throw for some of these uh, days. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I don't, I don't know what that looks like uh, this upcoming week compared to what it looked like last week when he just they just try to be smart with him. Uh, because ultimately, you, you, need, you need reps, you need practice, you, you need timing. I mean, all the things I mean, it's it's hard. And it's right. uh, it's this league is extremely competitive, as we are seeing. Um, you know, I, I think it's interesting because the newbies, uh, the newbies in this league are a combined one and seven in, in the league. Uh, but I think BYU with the only win, which was over one of the other new guys in Cincinnati, everybody else, uh, they're, they're 0 for 2 uh, are the new conference members. And so it's just it's a very competitive league. And so you don't want to take anything for granted. But uh, I thought he was, for the most part, handled it just fine. And and you but you could tell he's. He's not 100%. How about that? And yeah. I think he played through it, and I think it was fine. I think he'll continue to do that, and you just have to protect him, you know. Um, and yet, you know, the 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 thing that's awesome is that he's he's laying a block out there near the goal line because he's a competitor. I mean, totally right. similar to Tyler Shuck sticking his head in there. I mean, you can't, you know, keep, 
these yeah. kids are competitors and they want to win and you, you you try to marry being smart with wanting to win and sometimes one wins over the other uh True. at times but you know yeah he he's yeah it 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 uh it, it should be okay all right got a couple of questions from the audience uh regarding tech football this is a two-parter from brandle it says uh, first time we've seen the offense be successful for a full game how or what can the coaches and players do to continue that also defense had a slow start was that more schematic or personnel related well, you know, and, and I thought, I mean, maybe I'm in the minority, but I, I thought that they played really well um, against Oregon offensively. I thought throughout. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, there were some mistakes in there. I think it, you also have to grade that one a bit on a curve because that's one of the best defenses you're going to see all season. But I, sure. I and, and this one, you don't have any turnovers. That one, you you, you had way too many. I, I certainly get that. Um, and, and the question about defense was what? Was what caused the slow start? Was it more schematic or personnel? I think that they well, and and you were missing a few pieces, and it got worse in the second quarter with no uh, Adrian Taylor Demerson. But I, I yeah. think you have to credit Houston. Okay. I think that's about as good as Donovan ha- can play uh, with, with what you saw. He put a he pulled a, a put a full game together in the first half. <laughs> he I mean, was. If looking... I tell you, if I tell you before this game. He's going to throw for four touchdown passes, no yeah. interceptions, and 320-something yards. I guarantee you, you're looking at me right then and going, yeah, well, I think the Red Raiders are probably dropped to one and four. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty nervous if you're giving me those numbers. Yeah. Like Donovan, I mean, first half Donovan looked, not joking here, Heisman-esque. I mean, he, he looked as smooth as he could have possibly looked. Um, was hitting all the passes he needed to me- hit. He was making plays on third down. It, so I guess was what happened to Houston in the second half? If if you're crediting Houston, what why did they hit such a wall in the second half? Well, I think you did a few different things in the second half. But bottom line, you just played better. I think they tried to pressure um, Donovan in the first. I think that that you know Tim really wanted to get after him or try to make him feel pressure. I think that. Houston did a really good job of picking it up. Uh, I think Donovan kind of wiggled out of there a few times on, mm-hmm. on some of the runs. I also think that, you know, they they simplified for him and he kind of made he made his reads. He also made some really nice throws down the field as well. So, uh, but I, I think you played a bit more coverage in the second half and maybe didn't try to pressure as much, which which, which can, I think, to quote Joey, cloud his picture a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think because it's it's one or the other. Like you can either play coverage and 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 gamble on him getting loose and kind of cloud his picture when he drops back to throw, or you can make him have to make a quicker decision and hope that he makes the wrong one. Um, and so they 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 slightly tweaked it, but I, I thought it was interesting how much better you tackled in the second half compared to the first half. Uh, that certainly uh, improved. Yeah. Oh, but you know. You know, football one on one. Hey, man, we got to we got to tackle better. Well, and when you start doing it, it's yeah, it's uh, but um, and they, they ran a few more stunts and different things up front uh, on the with their defensive line that I think maybe gave the Houston offensive line some problems, which maybe felt like there was more pressure than there really was at times. You just got after him one time, but I thought you really, you know, I, I you know, kind of just played more solid, and you had a lot of freshmen out there, man. Whew. Yeah. Whole lot of freshmen. Uh, this question is from Mark. 
Uh, it says, we got to finally see Dre McRae's speed. Is there a way we can see that utilized a little better within the offense? They've been trying. Um, I think that they they had him open a couple of times in Morgantown. They had him, but it's like the quarterback goes a different route or that's the play that the pressure comes. I think they missed uh, Koy Aiken a couple of times wide open, uh, you know, versus Houston. And it's just those, you know, yeah. so you're, you're not always, but I, I think they've been trying to get Dre involved. Yes. I think that they are desperately trying to do that. Um, and at some point you'll, you'll hear from him just traditional offense uh, wise, I think. Uh, and I, I hope that's sooner than later. Uh, I would like for that to be maybe Waco Saturday <laughs> night. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, he, he is a weapon. Man. I think they're trying to get him more involved for sure. Yeah. Um, would love to see that, but we, we saw this with Tyler and we've seen it with Baron both. And this is really, if you're, you're, going back and watching film you probably don't see if you're just following the ball but there are receivers we, we talk about the receivers not getting open there are times and I know every quarterback doesn't see open receivers but there have been some times this year um, when you need a big play and then you finally get that guy behind the defense and the quarterback just doesn't see him is that just going through progressions or just not great field vision or what's what well how, how or, can that improve just... Or just feeling pressure, or yeah. you decide to get out of the pocket, and which limits, you know, when you when you move, where you can throw, yeah. when you when you flush it, you or get flushed out of the pocket, you know, you're eliminating in some ways half of the field, yeah, you know, from from what what, what your options are, and so there's a combination of things, but uh, I, and and I know these guys have taken some criticism about the offensive line played their best game of the of the season. I think they've yeah. kind of steadily gotten better. It's not where you totally. Uh, want it but I think that they now have a body of work together uh, which I think you're starting to see some some dividends paid there with uh, you know playing with each other now and kind of understanding what you what you're seeing because they've really gone against some quality defensive linemen at this point and that's not going to slow down but the Houston edge guys are are legit uh, Oregon obviously we know what Wyoming that was their whole position group the Mountain West player of the year was part of that group I believe and so they've really seen some some dudes up front, and I think they've kind of just steadily gotten better because I didn't feel like Houston's defensive line won many of those matchups uh, yeah, in, in this game. I agree completely. Yeah, so uh, one, I've got one question for you, and then we'll move on to uh, Baylor. Is this, from your, is this from your brother? No, no, we, I already read oh, okay. his, I read his oh, okay. question. He's, he's the Brandle from earlier. So uh, my question for you, Level, is uh how was the experience this weekend because you got to see a lot of familiar faces obviously the hall of fame part of the weekend was pretty cool um the ceremony friday night uh was was fantastic cliff kingsbury couldn't have been more gracious um all of that was really cool but i know down at field level you got to to hook up with a lot of leech era people including uh sharon leach his wife and all of this how did how was that experience for you and we got a very Leech-esque type of game, too, which was ironic. The the 49-28 game felt like we were back in the, the mid-2000s again. But but uh, just curious how that was for you. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's the fun part about sports is that I guess on a Saturday right there, I probably – uh maybe shed a tear if i if i will admit it at halftime yeah, yeah. um i i was overjoyed with a win i was 
appreciative of watching Sharon and her her kids walk up the steps and people are giving her a standing ovation. Um, and then seeing seeing people like Eric Ward come up to me, yeah. Ryland Reed come up to me, Stephen Sheffield come up to me, <laughs> BJ Simmons come up to me. Um, you know, people like that who who you know, we, we get a fun view uh, and, and you build unique relationships throughout this kind of stuff. And I know what Mike meant to like those guys, but I know what the program and the school means to those guys. And yeah. they bled, sweat and fought for it, uh, you know, on many a, a Saturday afternoon. And so, but yeah, that that's, that's sports, man. It makes you elicit all the emotions and that's why we love it so much. That's why we get so frustrated with it. That's why we want to quit it uh, at times, probably whether you want to admit it or not. Oh, yeah. And that's why you come running back and and with open arms and give it a giant hug at times too, because it just, you run the gamut, you know, and you get mad at yourself sometimes for caring so much. And then you <laughs> like, I'm just not going to do this to myself anymore. Uh-huh. And where you, and you just right back up to the trough, trough, uh, slurping up the, the water and, 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 and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, I guess that's the way I would describe it. It just kind of, it made me run on a Saturday afternoon in a semi-meaningless, nationally relevant game, it made me run through the the full yeah. gamut of emotions, and that's uh, yeah, that that's the best way I can describe it. And I, you know, I appreciated all of it, um, and uh, yeah, but I appreciate you asking me that. <clears throat> so now moving on to Baylor level, um, and then I got one uh, branding question, you know, apparel question. Uh, after that from from one of our listeners but Baylor what a crazy weekend for them as well um they they win 36 to 35 in Orlando most people gave them zero chance in this game or very little chance in this game and they shouldn't have had much of a chance in this game because I'm kind of following just scores as as the tech game's going on and they're playing at the same time see it's 35 to 7 at one point and late I mean, late in the third quarter, it's 35 to seven. I don't think Baylor scores their first touchdown until with three minutes or something left in the third quarter. This is kind of like shades of the insight bowl. Uh, but somehow they come all the way back and they beat UCF. Uh, what do we expect from the Bears who were all but buried um, deep into that game and almost the season buried? It seems like they've got new life like the Red Raiders. Well, I, I thought Baylor would play well in this game. Um, I thought um, that's UCF with a backup quarterback, and that's a Baylor team that gets their starting quarterback back in Blake Shapin. Um, did I think it would be a 35-7 to game at one point and Baylor would have this miraculous comeback? No, I didn't think it would play out like that. But I guess in the end, um, you know, uh, Baylor ends up winning, and it doesn't really matter how you get to that point. But uh, I, uh, I thought, because I think Baylor and Oklahoma State we're kind of in the close to the Texas tech category in that there was a lot of people that felt like they would fare fairly well in the league race this year mm-hmm. based on, but they were also kind of like question marks too, or people kind of going, some people felt a lot better about them than others, but nobody felt like, okay, these, these teams are going to suck. You know, they were always in that, like any discussion, this was like fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth type category in the league out of a 14-team league. You, you you have a Baylor team that won the conference championship two years ago. Then last year, they roll 
the beginning of the season and then they lose out and then you're like okay which one is it exactly sure. i know the version of baylor that we saw last year uh and you're going to get a full <laughs> dose of richard reese and that uh yeah. that some of that wide zone running game uh again uh this week in in waco uh but again like when you have quarterback issues it's it's hard to like grade a team you know because Nothing against Sawyer Robertson, but he's not Blake Shapin. He's not the starter. Um, and, and you know, I think Sawyer Robertson was even dealing with a an injury. Sawyer Robertson out of Lubbock Coronado. I think he dealt with an ankle issue and was kind of playing through that. Yeah. Uh, but they've got good skill. Uh, I think their question has been their, their offensive line has not particularly been great uh, to this point. Uh, I think their defense, which is coached by Dave Aranda, has been kind of inconsistent. Uh, but this one will be an interesting one Saturday night, man, because I think you're trying to figure out Baylor, and this is going to be an emotional one Yeah, for Joey, I would think, at some level. Um, yeah, there's the whole – because here's your storylines. Here's the menu. Uh-huh. Can't win on the road. You're now one and six. Uh, guess who kicked your ass last year at home? The Baylor Bears did. It's your first trip back going to, to Waco yeah. uh, after you helped them win a Big 12 championship, after you will be a, a huge part of that program, after you try to get the head job, all those things. It's your first ret- return trip uh, next you know, to McLean Stadium there on the Brazos River. And so there's all kinds of, of, of things uh, revolving around this game. But it's, you know, for Texas Tech, you could really set up a fun and meaningful game against Kansas State the following week if you can go kind of get you one on the road, but yeah. we're now to the point, you just call it what it is, man. You're now to the point where if you want any chance to be relevant in the conference race, these yeah. are games you must take care of business. Have in. to have to. Yeah. 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 So the, you bring up the, the Joey part, um, the, the return home. Does that make this game any more difficult? The, I mean, it, obviously, it's a story that you and I, you, you, people like us are going to talk about. I know Joey is such a relationship guy. I mean, yeah. he is as relationship based as anybody you'll ever meet. And there are still guys on that other sideline that uh, he coached and recruited. So I, I, it just seems so weird that you had a lot of really close, tight, good games. And I think most people would say the Baylor game last year was the worst game Texas Tech played. Mm hmm. So that that was just so odd that they, it, that came against them. So was it a an anomaly? Was it did it have anything to do with the the who's on the other sideline? It also I, we don't know. Well, it also makes for an interesting one like that game last year in particular because it, it was also the worst you have and it wasn't even close the worst you've ever seen Baron Morton. I, mean, I think at yeah, one point he was. He was rough. Seven of thirty-one or something. He threw yeah, three bad. interceptions in that game. Um, you know, I, I would say for the whole team, if you're if you lack for motivation going into this one, other than just <laughs> trying to win a game, you could put on that tape last year and go, "I will be better. I must be better. Uh, I am very motivated to be better than this. You know, than in this matchup last year." And, um, you know, you can, you can, I mean, I think Baylor is a slight favorite in this game. I've seen already as we are talking, they're like a two point, two point favorite, uh, where the bears, uh, uh MGM has, has Texas tech as we record this as a one point favorite now. So, yeah, so, so it, which, the, so it's, this it's, line it's will with, probably bounce back and forth all week. Yeah. It's within a, a point or two. But yeah. Basically a, a pick them, pick them. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So, 
but there, there you go. I mean, and it's uh, it's going to be a primetime, you know, Saturday night game under the lights. I would expect uh, Texas Tech to have quite a few fans there uh, just because it's close proximity to the Metroplex and, you know, some of their alumni bases in South Texas. And uh, so we shall see. Yeah. I mean, if, if a tech player, coaching staff, anybody can't, I mean, if your fire is not lit for this game, then then your wood is wet. So, you, okay. You, yeah. I mean, you yeah. Yeah, you're going. All right, last question as we're kind of running out of time here. Uh, this one's from Ted. He said, Level, can you put a percentage chance that Under Armour will be the apparel sponsor for Texas Tech next year? And if it isn't Under Armour, how soon do we hear an announcement? I, I would put the number at 50-50. It's going to be either Under Armour or Adidas. Um, okay. I think that's a that's – I would tell you that's a fact. Um, so one or the other – I think over the next two to three weeks, you'll hear something. I don't know. I don't pretend to know how this gets reported, though. I don't know if this is something the school reports. Uh, the, mm. the whoever uh, has been awarded that contract, if they report it, uh, if it's a collaboration, but it is a big deal, and I do expect Texas Tech to be in a much better, better position uh, with that aspect than they are currently. Um, so you're, you're either going to get a really good deal from Adidas or you're going to get a much better deal from Under Armour and then you already, away, have. And then you already have, and then yeah. away you go. Um, so, but, uh, I, I, I can only just say 50, 50 because, um, I, I think their Adidas has extended an offer, but Under Armour can match it and I can't pretend to know mm-hmm. what they will do you know so yeah. uh they have every right and they negotiated that right to be able to uh to offer that or to match it i should say so is it so the the deal expires i think at the end of june the the current deal when when do they have to have something set in stone for this new deal do you, do you know that that date like if, if as well, far like as like I said, it'll 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 be it'll be the, the exclusive negotiating periods over with. Um, okay, so yeah, the, the once an offer is made, and then the other group, you know, can kind of you know match it uh, at some point. Yeah, they'll they'll know here okay. by uh, mid October at the latest, I would say. But I again, I don't know when it gets. Everybody else becomes aware of that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, and then and then you you you'll be you won't notice a thing until that expires and and then and if it's under armory maybe you, you will never notice a thing uh <laughs> change difference yeah yeah so. so there you go all right level we are uh pretty well out of time we will do this again next week hopefully after a road victory it would be great to knock down that wall against the baylor bears and uh we'll see if coach mcguire and co can do that I'm all about knocking down walls, man. Uh, <laughs> whatever it takes to win, man. I don't care. Uh, yeah, f- figure figure out a way. Uh, ugly, not ugly. Uh, ground and pound, yeah. air it out. Uh, I fifty nine to fifty eight, uh, one to nothing. I don't care. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, sign sign me up. And uh, but I appreciate it, uh, Woodman. Appreciate the the time with you and. Thanks for taking care of me on these and uh, enjoy being with you and hope everybody has a good week. Keep hope alive. And uh, again, winning is better than losing. So hopefully everybody's in a much better uh, and better spirits this week. I bet so. I bet so. Thanks, Level. That's Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned into the Ask Level podcast brought to you by Double T 97.3. You've been listening to the Ask Level podcast powered by Double T 97.3.